What's up, everybody? It's Adam. Welcome to the Wayfinder Podcast. Got a special treat for you today. Kind of an accidental thing. Um, so we launched the Patreon a couple weeks ago, a few weeks ago. And you guys might know that. Um, but we, we still don't know what we're doing with it. Like, we don't really have any idea what to do with it besides uh, take the, the generous donations of our loyal audience, which we do welcome. And appreciate so much. So, uh, but we don't really know what the fuck we're doing with it. <laughs> so, uh, we, we've had we've had this Patreon page, and uh, there's content that you can put up there, and we're still trying to figure that out. So, JC and I recorded this content the other day. We recorded a uh, like a 35 minute conversation for you guys, and it was like a badass conversation. I'm really really happy with it, and uh, we talked about a lot of cool stuff, and it was fun. It was entertaining, and um, we uh, tried to upload it to Patreon, and they, they won't take it. It's too big. It's like twice the size of what it's allowed to be. So I'm guessing that Patreon caps you off at like 200 megs of audio, which I guess is maybe 15 minutes of audio. So we'll keep that in mind for next time. So maybe we'll shoot some 10-minute videos for Patreon, for the uh, the Patreon um, patrons. So if you guys want to go on to Patreon, we really appreciate it. You can donate money on there like a dollar a month i think or three dollars a month or something like that ten dollars a month fifty dollars a month whatever you want to do depends on just how rich you are and how much you appreciate what we do and how much you want to see us do more um i'll uh, uh leave that um, further explanation of that to later but um so anyway just to let you guys know y uh, you're getting the 35 minute conversation that we recorded for patreon um and this intro that you're getting now has been recorded after the fact so uh you're gonna get another intro here in just a second very briefly where we explain what the patreon's about and i just wanted to let you guys know that uh that's what happened with that so that's it um and we're gonna go back and do more of these patreon videos and our audios for you guys um and we'll make sure that those actually fit uh in the the the, the allotted data frame and all that kind of stuff so uh, this is actually a really, really cool, cool uh, conversation. Um, I think you guys will enjoy it. We talk about um, uh, J.R.R. Tolkien and his connection to the Mayan calendar and his stories that, uh, as far as I know, no one but me has ever brought that up. Um, and it's almost an exact uh, correlation between Tolkien's uh, four ages of Middle Earth and the Mayans' four ages of our Earth, um, which is a really fascinating thing, and I can't believe I've never read that anywhere. Uh, we talk about the, how that ties into H.P. Blavatsky and her secret doctrine. We talk a little bit about ancient civilizations, about cymatics, Antarctica, crystal singing bowls, and sound baths, which are really badass. We do those for people. They're really cool. Um, but all in all, what we're really talking about here is, is tying in all these sort of, you know, these uh, uh, nerdy obsessions, these, these research topics and stuff that you might, might think are just um, sort of guilty pleasures. I always did my whole life. Um, but actually being able to tie these things into different practical ap applications in your life to, to understand the reality and consciousness um, and the universe, science, metaphysics, spirituality, 
um, all that kind of stuff. Like a lot of the, this stuff all ties together. Everything's everything. Everything's connected. So it's kind of just a short, fun talk on, uh, on, on all that stuff, which is really just to introduce the new uh, con- content stream. <clears throat> Excuse me, the new content stream that we have coming out on the podcast. I know it's been a couple of months since we've had a, had a podcast come out. We've been really trying to work on um, the, the, the next evolution of the platform. We're always doing that. I think that this time we've really come a lot closer to what we want to do and giving you guys uh, a great variety of content. Um, we're, we're looking at not just doing interview podcasts, but doing a lot more of these free format podcasts like what you're going to get today, these conversations between JC and myself uh, here in the studio uh, in Texas. And then also these interviews that we're going to be doing um, uh, where we go out and meet people in the field, which is actually something that the uh, the Patreon's going to support too, because we've been funding this out of our own pocket so far. All the equipment, all the all the gear, the studio, this beautiful studio we have here um, that we built for the podcast, all this stuff has been funded out of our pocket. Um, and so uh, anything you can do to, to, to help support is, is always awesome. But um, we'll be doing that kind of stuff. We'll be doing information videos. Uh, on ancient civilization, spirituality, meditation, all that stuff. So uh, that's kind of what we're getting into in this conversation. But it's uh, there's a lot of cool information in here too. It's not just telling you what we're about to do. It's actually a lot of cool information too. And it's a great conversation. It's fun. Hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, and there's going to be a lot more of this stuff to come. So thanks for tuning in. We'll check you soon. Love you guys. Peace. Welcome to the Wayfinder Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Adam and JC saying hi to you guys. Thanks for tuning in. Now, this is going to be a special, um, it's going to be audio only today. Yeah. But it's going to be a special deal because we're doing this for all of the wonderful people on Patreon. Thank you so much. Yeah. And we are, uh, JC's taking a swig of some water and I'm yeah. eating some oatmeal here. But, uh, a ASMR. Yeah, <laughs> ASMR. Get some, let me rub some oatmeal on the microphone real quick. Um, so this is for the Patreon people. I really appreciate anyone who's donating on patreon it's really it's a super cool way of doing things we've had sponsors reach out to us and um and want to do like paid advertising and stuff we really don't want to support any products that we're not like really specifically passionate about now um and so if we could do the patreon model that'd be pretty cool but we really want to know what you guys want out of the patreon model it's been tough uh, egg to crack you know? yeah yeah just figuring out what people want out of that you know it's like obviously we appreciate tremendously those of you who want to donate of your give of yourselves and and your your wallets to uh to support the podcast you know and just so you guys know too um you know i think i think most most of you guys understand this we're we're traveling we're going out and we're doing podcasts with people um and and you know we flew halfway across the country to go see robert grant we went out Mm -hmm. to connecticut Mm -hmm. to go meet with paul isaac and will evans and you know we're trying to go um we're, we're doing all this on our own dime. Yep. We're funding this out of our own pocket. So we don't make money on this podcast. We're actually, this is the investment phase, the building phase where we're developing this platform and trying to make it awesome for you guys. I think we're doing that. Um, but any bit that you can help is going to, is going to go a long way, especially if we can do it. You know, if everybody just gives a little bit, uh, we can turn out some great, uh, great content for you guys. And JC and I have been really buckling down on, all the different types of content that we can deliver um you know when we first started this one of the big things that people were really into is the uh the ancient civilizations Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. category that department that genre of of content and obviously that's something that really drives me a lot um part of the wayfinder podcast the wayfinder 
concept is is not just helping each individual person find their way, but helping humanity find its way. And it's easiest to find your way forward if you know where you came from. And so we're going to be doing a lot more of that type of stuff, talking about Atlantis and ancient Egypt and the um, the, the physical and metaphysical, the historic, uh, historical, the spiritual, um, all of the, and the mythological, and all of the, the different components that go into ancient civilizations and the origins of humanity. I think that, that stuff's really important because I think that we are a species with amnesia, as Graham Hancock so eloquently says, uh, and I think that we're, we're also a species um, with divine origins. I think that we come from a place of divinity, and I think the more that we understand our history, the more that we can help uh, help ourselves return back to those divine origins and, and rediscover a lot of the gifts and a lot of the potential that humans have hidden inside of them. So we're going to be getting back into that type of content, too. Um, on the uh, prob That'll probably be on the YouTube channel. I guess we'll yeah. be doing videos on the YouTube channel. I'm fascinated by it all because, uh, you know, three years ago, I didn't know nearly anything on the subject you know you, right. you introduced me to it so um I, I was i was learning for the first time a lot of this stuff you know so it's always fascinating when we get into that because i get to sit here and kind of I'm, I'm i'm part of the conversation but i'm also like the listener i'm i'm fascinated and enthralled and then doing research on a subject before we make a podcast you know it's just education on any of these subjects it's amazing how it bleeds out into other parts of your life but um yeah it does there's some oatmeal for you guys. Have you had any of this oatmeal? No, I don't. I don't. Uh, not a not an oatmeal eater. Not an oatmeal eater. No, uh, I have a, a terrible terrible relationship with oatmeal. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> How do you have a terrible? Nobody has a terrible relationship with oatmeal. Yeah, well, it's, it's like it's one way of putting it. But yeah, me and oatmeal just have a we we have a past and a history, and so I have a mental. Did it cheat on you? Yeah, yeah. It was it was, it was good to me. Uh, believe yeah. it or not, it was sweet. I was I was in the military, so in basic training. You know, they they kind of rush you like cattle through a through a chow hall at you know three forty five in the morning, um, right before you you know go work out or right after workout, depending on you know, what time of year and the weather. But we uh we did we'd make a full tray of food and you sit down and they just start screaming at you and you you realize they're not gonna let you eat like you yeah. don't you don't have any time, uh, and then you go throughout your day and you're starving and you're miserable. So. Uh, one of my buddies figured out how to cheat the system, and so we started. Uh, we'd just skip all of the eggs and the all the good stuff. I mean, it was a full breakfast, but we would skip all past that. We'd go down to the fruit, and we grab like four bananas in those little peanut butter cups, like yeah. a Smucker's, and um, we would just two fingers scoop all the peanut butter out and shove it in your mouth, and then try to eat a whole banana. And we got really good at it, so we'd get like two or three bananas down, and then we'd get like three or four peanut butter cups, and we felt full and satisfied. Well. <laughs> That defeats the purpose of what they're trying to do, which is break you down mentally and physically in those first few trying weeks. Trying to starve you. Yeah, they, they are. I mean, they, they're pushing you to a brink uh, to kind of reshape your brain, and, it, and it's effective, and they're good at it. So they figured out we were cheating the system. From then on, all we could have was plain oatmeal for breakfast. And For how long? Eight weeks. Fuck. Eight weeks. Eight uh, weeks of oatmeal every morning. Once we got towards the graduation phase, we got to eat, you know, mm -hmm. the last couple of weeks. But um, I wanted to fatten you up before everybody saw you. Yeah, my, he would always These say. gaunt, emaciated forms. Horses are strong. You will be strong. Horses eat oats. You will eat oats. <laughs> and that was, it was our chant, our mantra, and he would make sure and you didn't dare touch any other food. And so we just ate bowls of plain oatmeal for weeks and weeks. And I, I mean, even now, this is delicious banana walnut smells wonderful yeah oh uh, good that as soon as the as soon as it hit my lips the texture the all of that on my palate would just send me back to 
Ugh. That wouldn't so, wouldn't be good for you. When I say I have a bad relationship, it makes a lot of I, sense. I bring it to the table. Oatmeal didn't do anything to me. It provided <laughs> everything that you've it needed to do. You've got a bad relationship with the U.S. military. Is yeah, what you've got. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm I'm so. betting that oatmeal ain't the end of it. No. Uh, well, I just realized that this stuff has got 280 calories in it. I've been trying to eat a lot better, um, and I've been doing a pretty good job. But oatmeal has been a big part of that. I quit eating breakfast, mm-hmm. and I was looking for something to do after the gym in the morning. And just to get some energy in me and whatever, yeah. um, I'm just for the first time looking at this 280 calories. And I think I've eaten like three of these today. So fuck. Yeah, maybe not three. <laughs> maybe not three. Yeah. They're so good. They're like addictive. You know, it's like banana walnut. And there's all kinds of other flavors. Um, yeah. So anybody out there who's trying to like clean up their diet, make sure that you do a better job than me and like don't just eat a healthier thing. Look at how much of that healthier thing you should be eating. Yeah. Is and it healthy? Eat, is it healthy? And should I be eating this much or, or should I cut just this back? have been conditioned to think it's healthy. You Dude, know there's, I mean? yeah, that's, that's a whole other thing too. Yeah, 100%. Well, definitely don't eat three uh, oatmeal canisters. You know, I don't eat breakfast. Yeah. And and I didn't know until just recently studying nutrition and diets and stuff that like it's actually f- fantastic for you. Not eating breakfast? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think it's way better. You eat dinner, and then you sleep all night, then you get up and you don't eat till midday. You essentially fasted yeah, for, yeah. for you know, 16, 16 to 18 s- hours. Something like that, And yeah. it's, it's, it's wonderful for your body. I've done it forever just because I'm not hungry in the mornings. I'm a smaller guy, and everybody thought that was weird, you know? Yeah. But that's just the way I've been. I eat breakfast on Sundays, get up and do the spread. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's a... I fast, and I didn't even know I was a faster, but I guess I am. I think know. it's a huge, a huge thing because you know my whole life, like breakfast was the biggest meal of the day for me. Like it was just a, I needed to have breakfast. Mm-hmm. That was my meal. If I missed it, I was a dick all day long. I didn't have any energy. That's, that's part of I, it too. What I told myself, maybe that's true, maybe it's not. But uh, you know, s- at some point over the years of my 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 fat adulthood, you know, breakfast became two Chick Fil A breakfast burritos mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and a, and an OJ and some tater tots. And maybe a strawberry milkshake. You yeah, know what I mean? All, all the good stuff. Yeah, all the all the really healthy, nutritious shit. Because I read somewhere that you should get good, healthy fats and protein in the morning. So I'm right. like, fucking two chicken breakfast burritos. That's a lot of protein, right? And uh, there's fat and milkshakes, right? This is a good deal. Uh, and OJ that'll wake the brain up first thing in the morning. Oh yeah, two OJ vitamin C. Yeah, lots yeah. of vitamin C. So <laughs> I had this just master nutrition plan mapped out, right, for mm-hmm. better part of ten years. The best part was is I would like consume all this shit and then go sit at a desk for like eight hours. Which is a great way to burn off all of that. Great way to burn all that shit off. Yeah. You know what I mean? Really using your brain, burning a lot of calories. When you sit behind a desk, you know, you're burning all of that off so quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Being stoic. It just falls. Punched over. It just falls right off. Yeah. You know, right along with your motivation in life. So I cut out breakfast this year, back going back to like January when I started working out and doing my physical thing. And um, dude, immediately, immediately, like day one, a turnaround in like my energy. And I realized like, holy shit, I've been like bogging my brain down with god knows what all these years mm-hmm. and then like now so i, I i'll get up and i'll i'll uh, i'll drink uh, you know juice you know my juice so yes. I'll, I'll put stuff in the juice and i make the juice and so i'll make a jug and then every morning i make a jar i just pour a jar and then i drink it on the way to the gym drop my kids off school go to the gym and um dude i feel light i feel clear-headed mm-hmm. you know i've got a big jug of water i carry around with me and uh, the juice and the water in the morning has just been, it's been tremendous. And then I eat my first meal at lunch and I try to eat, you know, a, a protein and a vegetable or something like that. As appropriately as possible. As appropriately as I can, you know. Um, but Sunday, or uh, yeah, Sunday, I guess, yesterday, um, got up and made breakfast and, uh, you know, did waffles and stuff with the boys and, um, and eggs and bacon. 
I wasn't worth a fuck all day long. Oh, that's man. why I love to do it on Sundays. Oh, it puts you down. God, I was yeah. worthless, man. Like all I, I uh, <laughs> there's some dude that wrote a book called Grain Brain about okay. the effects of like bread on the brain and how we we're eating too much grain. Whatever. Absolutely. Yeah. And the wrong uh, kinds. Yeah, the wrong kinds. And like grains, like my uh, bread's my favorite thing, right? I just fucking give me bread and butter. Absolutely. Just let me, give me a basket of it at Texas Roadhouse. Absolutely. And uh, so, yeah, yesterday I had like three blueberry waffles and uh, whatever else I had, I don't even know. And I just got glued to my recliner for the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. It's foggy headed as shit. Like, I don't want to do that. No, you know, if you had a different plan for your day, then that definitely isn't the way to go. Yeah. If 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 you're me and you're like Sunday is I'm going, going, going. I'm not doing anything. I got a few chores around here, but I'm going to relax. Nothing better than a big breakfast. You know, I think I I think I'm probably there, too. The only thing is I get anxiety and it's something I need to work on. But I got anxiety yesterday because I wasn't being productive. Oh, yeah. I was down for the count. And my, my, my body and brain weren't synced up. It's and it was fascinating like, how you can put yourself into that state. Oh, 100% self-imposed anxiety. Yeah, what did you have? What the fuck? What did you have to do? Nothing going you know? on yeah. at all. You know, and I just started getting real crabby. I was like trying to book flights and get, you know, travel book because we're going to, uh, you know, Jeff Sullivan, our friends coming in from Connecticut next month. Absolutely. And forward to it. oh, it's going to be fucking awesome. We're going to shoot a podcast for a couple days here at the studio. And then he and I are going out to uh, Optimistic. Uh, Brandon Beecham's new project, um, the the night show, the conscious night show they're doing out there uh, in Malibu. It's, it's just a collection of people that uh, uh, artists and musicians or, or thinkers. I mean, yeah. So he's doing. It's I, I love what he's doing. It's he's doing a uh, he's doing a um, uh, a talk show component to it, and then a music component, uh, and then like a visual artist component. So I mean, if you think about you know Letterman and um, Stephen Colbert and those guys. They've got a band that'll come on. Yeah. Avett Brothers or whoever come do a show right at the end of their show. Um, but but Beecham's doing that same thing. And the show for, for all the listeners who don't know. So Brandon Beecham's a host of the uh, Positive Head podcast. And it's a podcast that we've been listening to for a long time. We like Brandon. He's a pretty high vibe dude. You know, he goes a little bit fast for me to keep up sometimes. But he's a good hearted dude. Oh, yeah. And he does a lot of a lot of cool shit and um, very, very uh, energetic, motivated dude. And the, the podcast he's got is called Positive Head. And uh, they interview all kinds of um, positive and conscious people. You know, everybody from Trevor Hall and Greg Braden and Bruce Lipton and Joe Dispenza and, um, you know, Dorothy uh, or Dor- Dolores Cannon, those types of people, right? All kinds of conscious people from all over the spectrum. Thinkers, um, uh, musicians, artists, writers, researchers, scientists, everybody in between. And so Brandon's got this new... Uh, this new show called Optimistic, like uh, Mystique, like with a Q, I think, at the end. Or maybe it's, I don't know, M-Y-S-T-I-C okay. or M-Y-S-T-I-Q-U-E. I mean, who knows, really? Yeah. You know, who's to say? He could spell it however he wants. <laughs> it's his show. Yeah. Um, but he shoots it at this big fucking mansion in Malibu, and it's like a big spaceship-looking mansion. And it's just beautiful. It's called the Mystic Manor. And so you have, like, the show going on with a live audience in there, and uh, and then you have, you know, a musical guest, and then you have... Uh, visual artist. So, um, Jeff Sullivan, uh, the 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 amazing, the legendary uh, visual artist, the painter, uh, he's coming into our studio from Connecticut, and then w- he and I are going to the Mystic Manor, uh, November 9th or eighth, 
uh, I think, to go to go be part of that show at the Mystic Manor for Optimistic. It sounds like a blast. It's going to be so, so cool. Yeah. So cool. Uh, going to hook up with Robert Grant while we're in town. Absolutely. Going to go, go see Robert, see how he's doing. About to be in fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. What out. has he discovered since the last time? Gravity's not real. Yeah. yeah it's going to go over real well. But it's not. Come to find out gravity's not real. Um, so we started all this. Going down this rabbit hole of fucking rambling like I always do. Talking about the ancient civilization stuff that we're, we're going to get back to. Mm-hmm. We're going to get back on the ancient civilizations, back on that content, and uh, a whole lot of other content, like what you're hearing right now. That stuff's going to go on Patreon, and we're still going to be doing the podcasts on um, that'll be available on YouTube and iTunes and SoundCloud and Spotify and Google yeah. Play and everything else. So um, we're just going to be doing different types of stuff. So like information videos, just doing a... Maybe a 10-minute video on the benefits of meditation, something that you can share with your friends and your family, um, or even that you yourself might learn something in that 10-minute video that you didn't already know yeah. about meditation. Or the chakras, right? I think we got a 10-minute chakra video queued up. That's one of the... Yeah, more, left more brain, right brain. We've got... Understanding the left left and right brain. Yeah. 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 Um, All those associations. I'm, I'm fascinated with the eight consciousness. Ca- eight, eight consciousnesses. The eight layers of consciousness yeah, yeah, yeah. in the Buddhist philosophy uh, i've got some great stuff We're gonna dive into to antarctica a little bit oh yeah, yeah dude we're really excited about the antarctica episode so, so all that stuff's going to be available so you know make sure that you whether you like to listen on youtube or watch on youtube you know the podcasts are almost always um they're 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 video and audio they're available on youtube everywhere else i think you're going to get probably audio yeah i think patreon might do video but we're not going to do a lot of video with that i don't know we'll Just, see we'll see we see, well, I don't know. We have no fucking idea what we're doing with Patreon. No. no we really don't know. What you guys are going to get, cool. what's cool is, is we get to do this kind of uh, raw, more unfiltered. You get, you get more of us being in, this is well, how yeah, we, we don't, are. This is, <laughs> yeah, we're just kind of, this is, I think I think people who, um, who, who enjoy the podcast and enjoy the Instagram platform, which is where all this started, you mm-hmm. know, uh, is the Instagram platform. And they're they're interested in in what makes us tick and what makes what what brings all these thoughts to the surface like yeah. what's our our train of thought what do we walk around you know what goes on in our heads all day long mm-hmm. and this is going to be a cool place to get it because i think you know just just full transparency for all the listeners i mean we're not fucking we're not experts at this no not this at is all. a not this all. is a whole new territory for us that over the last couple of years we've been sort of fine tuning our ability to sit in front of a camera or a microphone or both in in front of a person or people or guests or each other mm-hmm. talking to either a live audience or a big, you know, uh, potentially tens of thousands of people that will see it later. Um, this, this is a, this is an art that we have, we are far from masters of. Yeah, at it's this a new point. medium for sure. Fuck man. So, um, so just to be able to, to have these kinds of like free floating conversations where we have very, like very little topic line or, you know, plot line to try to try to manage. Yeah. This is a lot easier platform for us. So I think the people on Patreon that are getting these sort of behind the scenes, uncut, unedited, you know, these uh, sort of shit show podcasts, yeah. you know, I think it's going to be fun for everybody. Well, and, and you'll hear things that are going to come out of these that you'll see a full fledged YouTube or podcast on a subject that we because yeah. this is where we this, this is, is where we creative tank, up. you know. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, this this is, is how we do it. That's really what this is. This is like a live. This is a think tank. Yeah. It's a live think tank. That's exactly what it is. Where you guys are going to hear us talk about something and just kind of bullshit for a little bit and then you know jc will bring something up and be like oh antarctica 
what, what happened last week, you know? JC comes in, he's like, hey, here's this Antarctica thing. It looks like a brain, check this out. And then all of a sudden we were off for the races with this whole, you know, cause I've always been obsessed with Antarctica. Mm-hmm. And JC knows that. So it's like to bring that to me at, you know, nine o'clock in the morning, it's like, oh shit, we have work to do. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, this is really fucking cool. What a cool way to start That's the day. That's a fun thing the podcast has provided for me in my personal life is I'm at home enjoying something, um, whether it be a book, a song, um, some information that I stumble across through research um, or even a movie or something. I'll find something and I immediately feel that spark. And I'm like, oh, if I bring this to Adam, with your knowledge and then we sit down and break this down it always ends up becoming something really unique and great content and it's all you know at the end of the day all we're trying to do is provide an entertaining conversation that's thought-provoking maybe by the time you get done with this it leads you down another path that that you're now following uh this line of information and you're going and studying and and ultimately everything that we normally talk about on here pretty much everything we talk about on here is something that is not only interesting to us, but somehow has weaved its way into other parts of our lives. And yeah, you know, we over over this journey over the past few years, you know, I've become an apex of what I was as a human being before, as far as you know, balance in my life and being able to navigate just the world in general. And so, I mean, I love I love having these conversations and sharing them with people because they're so beneficial to me, and it's good to see. And I love the feedback where you hear that it's it's doing that for other people, and that's kind of like that's what it's what it is. For yeah, me. it's it's fuel it for the fun. fire. It's yeah. fuel for the fire to hear that stuff because, you know, it's like when I first started this, it was really, for me, it was all about, you know, the the nerdy obsession I had with ancient civilizations. Mm-hmm. It was Atlantis and ancient Egypt and Samaria and all this stuff, Lemuria. Like, stuff I've been studying since I was five years old. My whole life has been just fascinated and it's been, you know, um, just ridden with this sort of, this nerdy obsession with all these ancient civilizations. Yeah. And to me, that's all it was. I liked Lord of the Rings. I liked ancient civilizations, but it was pretty much the same thing. It was just another extension of sci-fi fantasy land. Well, Tolkien's world is so real that it might as well, well be a place. You know, the uh, Frodo destroyed the ring in the year 3019 of the Third Age. And then they moved into the Fourth Age, the Fourth Age of Man. The Mayan calendar ended in 3019 of the Third Age. And then moved into the Fourth Age, wow. which was the Fourth Age of Man. The Mayan calendar was not translated when Tolkien wrote that book. So Tolkien was actually, I'll say that again. The Mayan calendar has f- essentially, the way that their calendar system works is it. we entered this most recent world, they called it the fourth world, Okay. in 3019 of the third age. It rolled over into the fourth world. And that's exactly how Tolkien's world worked. Four ages, and Frodo destroyed the ring at the end of the third age, which was in 3019 to the third age, same age as the Mayan calendar. And he wrote that book 30 years before the Mayan calendar was translated. So he obviously had access to whether he just tapped into the Akashic field and that was the number and that was the number of ages. And that was out of all the years he could have picked. It's it's pretty close for it to be not something to take a, take a look at. Yeah. 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 It's fascinating. And, you know, um, when you read uh, a book by H.P. Blavatsky called uh, The Secret Doctrine, she was this rich Russian oligarch's daughter in the 1850s, and she went all over the world with daddy's money studying with all of the spiritualist people of the the mid-19th century during the 1850s. And the story that she came up with about her history of the world reads a whole lot like Tolkien's Silmarillion, you know, different ages, different races, the elves, the this and that and the hobbits and all that stuff 
and now we know that there were hobbits. They found the hobbits in uh, in Africa, I think. That's crazy. Real life hobbits. Yeah. Na- National Geographic shit. So Blavatsky, Tolkien, the Mayans, all that shit's there. But the, like you were saying, all of this nerdy stuff that may seem totally unrelated to everyday life, there's an interesting thing that happens is that once you start immersing yourself in it, you find these parallels that tie into different parts of your life, how you manage your life, how you manage your spirituality, how you manage your relationships, how you manage your relationship with yourself. And to me, to me, I always go back and say that that's because, um, you know, human beings are creatures of imitation and we, we're always going to do things the way that we've seen them done. Mm-hmm. And it's very difficult for us to just invent new ways to do things in our life. Absolutely. To invent new practices out of nowhere that we've never heard of, right? Like It's like trying to picture a color you've never seen before. Mm-hmm. You know, it's tough. Um, but understanding that there may have been, um, you know, and, and whether it's fantasy or not, to understand that there may have been cultures in the past uh, that were, that had very highly advanced um understandings of of physics of electricity of magnetism of spirituality of science of extra dimensional beings right they may have been walking down the road side by side with extra dimensional beings because their um their scope of consciousness may have been expanded to such a state that they could pick up on vibrations that we just can't yeah and we're only seeing a very very narrow thing so just allowing your imagination to run is one thing, but then really to look into these different, you know, historical um, things and, and see that, that maybe it's it's not, it's not all just so fantasy or so imaginative. There's a lot of crazy evidence out there to show that these types of things really may have happened. Oh, yeah. You know, and then to think, man, okay, well, maybe if, what what kind of a person w- would have lived in that society? What What would that person have lived like? They probably would have eaten well. They probably would have lived in harmony with nature. They probably wouldn't have trashed the planet. They probably would have been nice to their neighbor. They probably would have had a, a positive outlook on themselves, you know? And so to me, it's just that sort of that reflective thing between well, society and the self. And I find this really cool thing that happens more and more as <clears throat> I study, grow, and, and learn in all different um, areas in, in esoteric knowledge and in, in ancient civilizations. Sometimes you are in life at a and a paradox in your brain or you have a concept or an idea or you you don't fully understand something and so you try to make sense of it in a way with the knowledge that you possess and you you make peace with it that's just my way of thinking about it right and then you stumble across something you go oh no this is how they did it at this part of the world 3000 years ago this was this was a common practice yeah. what you're talking about right there and i love when i stumble across something like that and i'm like oh this isn't this isn't just me being weird trying to figure out something that doesn't make sense in my world this is actually how people operated. You know, yeah. it's really cool to find parallels in, in ancient um, knowledges that, that are practical to this day and age for a modern problem that I'm having in my life or a realization that I'm making about growing as a person or, or, or trying to be um, a better version of myself and evolve mentally, spiritually, physically. And then you find out like uh, this thing that's foreign and it feels like it's yours and it's in your head is 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 you know, commonplace practice, but that was in India 3,000 years ago. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, a- as we're sitting here in the studio, we're not, we don't have the cameras on right now, but we have, what we do have in front of us is this beautiful cymatics plate. And we've been playing with this quite a bit. Oh, yeah. So cymatics. speaking speaking of ancient knowledge that's sort of making a resurgence and that also, this is, for those of you who don't know, cymatics is the study of waves and waveforms and um, how they move and how they scale and 
how they work. And a cymatics plate is basically just a... Um, it's a really cool way to see sound. It's a really cool way to see sound waves. So what you do is you've got this, uh, this sort of black fiberglass plate, and it's very thin. It has a speaker underneath it, and then we sprinkle white sand all over the top of it, and then we play a sound through that speaker and you can see these beautiful geometric patterns. And so you can look up cymatics, C-Y-M-A-T-I-C-S. You can look that up and see what it is. Um, but cymatics is super cool and it lets you see the sound. And, um, you know, again, this seems like something that has nothing to do with, you know, modern life in the 21st century. Like, what is, what is, what is this? What is this plate? What does this plate have anything to have do, anything with, to do my with my life. my life? How to be a parent, how to be a good person, whatever. Um, but what this does is this is one one dot on the connect the dots map, right? Understanding what Nikola Tesla said, un think of everything in terms of energy and vibration and sound. And one of the things that these cymatics plates do for me, in, in the way helping me to, to view reality in a different way, is that when you turn on a harmonic frequency, meaning a proper whole note, you know, an A, whatever, mm -hmm. um, 432 hertz, it makes this beautiful visual uh, this beautiful visual uh, geometric pattern. And you can see that those sound waves are harmonic, they're beautiful, they sound harmonic, they look harmonic, and they generate a visual harmonic uh, out output. Yeah, it's this beautiful, symmetrical, elaborate shape that goes on with this really crisp sound. And you know? just like in your life, right, disharmony, disharmonic energy will create a disharmonic or an ugly output, mm -hmm. right? And uh, every thought in our mind carries a certain frequency with it. And then every thought will inspire words that match that frequency. Those words will inspire action. Those actions will inspire a, re a result. And that spiral will continue, continue itself. And so if you really want to, uh, to make a big impact on your, on your mind, study cymatics because you can see that sound is everywhere. Everything is made of sound. That's sort of the Walter Russell, Robert Grant way of looking at, at the universe, Nikola Tesla. Nassim Harriman, you know, is everything is sound. Light is the sound we can't see. Sound is the light we can't hear. But it's essentially, it's all vibration. It's all energy in different states of vibration. And so if you can understand um, the way that different sounds work and different musical tones, uh, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, all the way up, 12 harmonic scales, I think, something like that. Um, you can see those things. You can see how the sound affects the visual, how th what we hear affects what we see. It's all tied together. Oh yeah, you know. And so everybody knows the study where they, um, you know, played classical music for for a plant. No, oh, yeah. Environment growing and it grew and it was crisp and beautiful and then they played like really angry Norwegian black metal mm. for another one. Yeah, I think you played Trevor Hall and the plant started tripping balls. <laughs> yeah, plant <laughs> laid down. <laughs> plant laid down. <laughs> like it came back like whoa. <laughs> it all matters, you know, or or, or speaking to the uh, what was it, like praying for the glasses of water. That that Yamoto Yamamoto or whatever that Japanese um, mm -hmm. scientist guy Emoto, something e Doctor Emoto, I think uh, they would like pray for a glass of water and then freeze it, and then they would like cuss at a like at a glass of water and then freeze it and then they would do all kinds of different things, and then they would use a microscope to take pictures of the water molecules and they were frozen. Oh yeah, they were beautiful and harmonic. Your, uh, your tears. They oh they yeah, they, they did it yeah. with like people crying out of sadness and people crying out of happiness, and then just like it irritated, yeah, itchy, it's, watery eye. It's fractal. It's fractal. Like what you see in that one tear of, of joy, right, 
is what's going on in every other cell of that person's body. Yeah, it's just a little bitty snapshot. And this is what you're excreting from that emotion. Yeah, right? yeah, your yeah. Your body's excreting this thing, but it's happening within every cell of your body. That's Everything's it. Everything's communicating with each other. That's it. And cymatics, you know, I think this is, you know, a, it's a kind of a new science, I think, as far as I can tell. It's a newer science. Um, but this is a... This is a thing that like the ancient Egyptians used to use sound healing to heal their sick people. They would literally take a sick person. Is this the sound bath that you gave me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you was, came over to the house. Wild. That yeah, was wild. Dude. And, and it absolutely works. You take these harmonic frequencies and then you you can you can actually play these harmonic frequencies and get them really resonating for a person the way that we would do a um a uh what is it? The is it the MRI, the magnetic resonance imaging? I believe so. Where they go whoa 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 and it's like funny story. Our buddy David went into one of those, started tripping balls like out of just spontaneously. I think he had a couple too many edibles, but just him <laughs> describing the situation. He was on a different frequency. Yeah, just describe him describing being inside of an MRI machine. It made well, a lot of well sense. Well, at your house, just to set the stage, I go over there and um, you've always had um, different instruments. You know, always playing music and stuff, but you've got you know, singing bowls, and you've got this really big, beautiful singing bowl, and then you also have acquired a didgeridoo. And so As you should. I'm, uh, I'm trying to learn how to play the didgeridoo and make a sound, and when you make a sound, it vibrates all through your body, and, and we've seen it done live through a, through a microphone at a concert, and you could just feel the, whole, the whole building, building felt like it was wobbling and going to fall <laughs> to the ground. Um, and so all of a sudden, cool. I've got Adam playing a note on a didgeridoo and hitting a giant singing bowl and your girlfriend Ashley comes in and she's like I'm in so she grabs another singing bowl and I'm just sitting on the foot of the bed with my eyes closed as comfortable as I can and I'm just hearing and feeling the vibration and the sound and it's beautiful tones and all three different you know but y'all did it for as long as you could you know mm -hmm. I mean it's hard to hold a note on a didgeridoo and then you gotta got one arm going on a singing bowl but literally when it stopped and the ringing kind of came to an end I mean, I could, f I felt the physical change in my uh -huh. body. My, I could literally, I felt like I had been kind of cleared. It, it, it relaxed my body, you know. And I, at that point, I was like, "Oh shit!" Because I'd heard about it and seen it. I never been in one. You yeah. Know? And I was like, you know, it's, it is a bath. It's oh, this it totally weird, is. cool sensation, and it, it went in my ears and reflected all the way out of my body. I mean, literally, the tension in my back was was less. You know, it was yep. it was a fascinating thing. It is, man just being bathed in harmony you know those sound those sound waves just go through every cell of your body right mm -hmm. it's not like you're wearing a lead suit sounds gonna go right through you yeah it's gonna go right through you and it's just going to vibrate every cell of your body into that harmonic frequency you know and that's again that's a cool thing about these uh these sound plates it's a cool thing about you know i used to think that crystal singing bowls and all that stuff like it's like oh it's just a fun little thing to do you know it's yeah, like yeah, a, yeah give it to a kid let your kid kind of make a ring 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 sound or whatever but again that's what we're doing on this podcast with this platform is talking about that kind of stuff looking at that kind of stuff playing with uh cymatics plates and singing bowls and didgeridoos and talking to people about the science behind why these things are badass and why a didgeridoo or a crystal singing bowl, or a cymatics plate that seem to have nothing to do with modern human life actually could have a lot to do with it. And I think that looking into ancient civilizations um, is going to give us a lot of those sort of 
pointers, a lot of those tips to like, hey, go check into this. Like, yeah. What were the ancient Egyptians doing? They had practical applications. Why were they doing? Yeah, yeah. Why were the Egyptians doing this? Why were the Native Americans chanting this way and drumming this way? And how come people were exploring altered states of consciousness? And so that's what we're going to be doing on the show. And so thank you guys for joining us on this first little foray into Patreon. This is our our first thing with you guys. Um, but we're going to do more of this stuff. So we'll make this available for the Patreon fans. And uh, thank you guys so much for supporting the show. Uh, remember to follow on, on YouTube, iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Play, all that kind of stuff. And on Instagram. They're Patreons. Uh, they know. Yeah, you guys. Yeah, yeah, you, you guys. <laughs> they know. You guys know. They're our biggest supporters. Yeah, we yeah. appreciate you. Yeah, you guys are badass. So anyway, and uh, you know, give us feedback. Let us know what you what you want. What would you like to see out of uh, out of this too? Yeah, we want to make sure we make you guys happy. Y'all are really the reason why we do this. Uh, so that's that's pretty much it. We'll uh, we'll catch you guys on the flip side. Later. Be good. <laughs>